You know how you people say it wasn't as close as the final score suggests? It wasn't, and the final ain't suggesting that much to begin with. Also, could tonight be the last night of the Golden State Dynasty? Let's go. Which part? One theory, baby. Good crowd. How the Sixers dominated the Celtics last night. Embiid and Harden putting it all together, both ends of the floor. Another galactically bad start for Tatum. Joe Mazzulla's strategy for Boston to chuck as much as possible. Up chucking right now on this team. Don't need to say anymore. Clinton Yates around the horn to you. What's the number one takeaway from Philly's convincing win in Boston's dud? My number one takeaway is that the Celtics' offensive identity simply has not been determined under Joe Mazzulla as of yet. In the first game, they shot 26 threes. Subsequently, they shot 51, 45, and 44 threes. In this game, they shot 36. When they shoot under 27% from three-point land, they're one for seven on the season, and Horford missed every single one that he took. If they can't make it from the outside and they can't figure out how to take as many as they need to, they're not going to win the basketball game, and that's what happened here. I think that with Missoula, as opposed to Ime, they're just not the same team from a composure standpoint in terms of who they were and that team that made the final. So this was more Boston dud to you. Woody Page, same question your way. Was this more Philly or, or Boston? Uh, Boston baked at Celtics, I think, last night. And I will point out the four E's, effort, execution, energy, and Embiid. And they couldn't handle any of those okay. four. They didn't come out in the first quarter and act like they wanted to play and win at home and, and send the series back to Philadelphia with a chance to close it out. No, this was a team when you have Tatum 0 for 6, uh, in the first quarter when he comes out. You got Holford 0 for 7 from the three-point line. You got nobody playing defense, nobody stopping Embiid, yeah. nobody stopping Maxie. What do you expect to happen? You've got the Boston crowd booing you, yeah. and you've got Bob Ryan saying last night, can't stop Embiid, can't make three-pointers. I got nothing else to say. I agree with Bob. Mm -hmm. Justin Tinsley, can, can someone mention the Philadelphia 76ers in, in their answer, please? Last night was the best playoff game from the Embiid and Harden era. Mm -hmm. Combined, the two of them. And, yeah, 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 yeah the, the two of them, yes. Embiid looked like the MVP. Harden played a masterful game with 17, 8, and 10. Maxi gave you 30. Tobias Harris and P.J. Tucker played great as well. And also, I got to give credit to Doc Rivers. When he throws out that zone defense, the Celtics are 6-22, and 22, and they have, no, they have no answer for this. And it looks even worse on TV. But big picture with Philly. <laughs> All season long, we've been asking what Philly squad is going to show up in May. And game six is critical for them. It is, it is definite for them. They have to win this game because this is the chance mm -hmm. that they get a chance to reverse a lot of painful previous playoff demons. Yep. All right. Emily Kaplan, two for Boston, one for Philly. What was your takeaway from last night? Yeah, Woody's 50. Emily, who has the best point here. I want to celebrate this as a Philadelphia breakthrough, but the truth is this was a big, fat dud for Boston. They were so dominant at home during the regular season, but the truth is they're 7-9 and nine in the postseason over the last two years at TD Garden. Same issue that plagued the Bruins in the playoffs. And speaking of the sport that I cover, which I find much more random and complicated, the answer is simple in base basketball playoffs. Your star players need to be your best players. Jason Statham cannot start 0 for whatever and then heat up when it's too late. 
Meanwhile, Philadelphia's best players were their best players, and that's why they won the game. Lynn, you put this on Joe Mazzullo. How much attention are you giving to Jason Tatum in these starts? You know, I mean, the strategies that they're invoking, fine, but oh for it for the first quarter in multiple games in the series from your best player. That's kind of... To me, yes, you're right. The best players do have to be, you know, as good as they can be, but that's kind of a given. To me, just the identity of this team from game to game within the series isn't something that I think lends well to what Missoula's trying to do. I mean, the guy's gotten them back to where they have with a team that was very good last year, but it just seems like there's something right there. And at this time of the year in the playoffs, sometimes that comes down to the guy on the bench. Mentioned the final score wasn't as close. <laughs> or it was close, and it wasn't a close game the entire way. I felt the same way about Denver Phoenix last night. Let's talk about that game. Nuggets 118, Suns 102, another Jokic triple double. Michael Porter Jr. was unleashed. And defensively, Denver slowed down Devin Booker, which has been a big thing with Phoenix's two wins with Chris Paul out of the lineup, how they were in transition. So, Woody, your Nuggets, what changed beside home court? We're the victorious team in game five here. Let's start with the offense. Joker did get help last night. He didn't have to win the game by himself. And he had a triple-double that surpassed Will Chamberlain because he's letting the game come to him. If he needs to pass and guys are helping him out, he can do that. If he needs to score 52 points, he'll go out and do that. Defensively, the Nuggets are... Emily, this is a hockey term. They're picking up the two scores in the neutral zone. They're not letting them get into the offensive flow on their end of the court. Mm. So they're picking mm. them up earlier. They're being irritants. And they're as long as Booker and Durant can't score 100 points, nobody's helping them to actually score That's on the been pretty. Court. They've been pretty close in, in, their, in their wins, you know, getting to the 90s at least. Uh, Woody's standing on his head. With, with his analogy there. Go ahead, Emily Kaplan. I'll go to you now for analysis on this series. Yes, the neutral zone, the most exciting area in hockey. Look, I am not going <laughs> to lie. I'm a more casual basketball fan. But the thing that mesmerized me in this game was Jokic. What a star he is. He has the capability to completely take over his game. His passing is serene, but he's also silly and has such good personality. I like the way that he poked fun at the Suns owner before the game, was jumping into their huddle at the end of the third period. But the truth is, like what he said, he is a star uh, player, period. but he had depth and he got help. <laughs> Meanwhile, where the Suns are at, yes, Woody can be right sometimes. Where the Suns are at, though, is that you traded for KD because you hope that he's going to elevate everyone around him, but you trade a bunch of depth for him. And KD is awesome. You know what you're going to get from him. Devin Booker is awesome. You know what you're going to get from him, but you don't know what you're going to get from everyone else. And the fact that DeAndre Ayton doesn't have a double-digit rebound game in this series is absolutely embarrassing. And the truth is, if those guys don't have unearthly and really incredible outworldly uh, performances, the Suns are toast. Mm. Justin Tinsley, I turn to you on either the adjustments Denver made to get this series back in their advantage or what Phoenix couldn't do for a third straight game. Five games is a big enough sample size uh, to make this conclusion. 35, 14, and 10. That's what the Joker is averaging right now. You know what I think when I see those numbers? DeAndre Ayton is in hell. You know, Emily just mentioned the fact that he does not have a 10-plus rebound game. For the series, in plus-minus terms, he is a negative 59. His best game was zero, zero, excuse me, in game two. <laughs> zero. He looks like he does not want to be out there. I understand with the absence of Chris Paul, he's losing touches, 
but he's showing very little effort on defense. We've seen video of Book and KD yelling at him to get back on defense. This is a guy who does not look like he wants to be there, and it looks like this end, this ending is is is, is far closer than it may appear. Excuse me. And Clinton Yates. The Avalanche crashed out of the playoffs, and all of a sudden Woodrow wants to talk about hockey during basketball segments. Anyway, <laughs> the difference between what's going on in this series is that the Nuggets have turned around their transition defense and their scoring as well. Phoenix averages like 20-odd points on transition alone. The Nuggets finally outscored them in fast-break points, getting over 30 for like the third time in the entire season. It's not the neutral zone, Woodrow. It's the basketball court, and the Nuggets are getting up and down at well versus what they did previously. Woody, I'll give you a last word here. This is a series, by the way. I don't want to remind you, but uh, we're here with a show with the scoring and a mute button that you said was going to be a sweep. It ain't a sweep, but you really feel it's stranglehold for the Nuggets. Yeah, I, I told you they were the Legion of Broom, and that didn't turn out so well, but there's no <laughs> way that Phoenix can come back in this series. No way. If anybody's going to be able to come back, it would be the Celtics. They're, they're a chance to actually come back and win games. But the Suns... Well, let me ask you a question then. Yeah, right. Which team down 3-2 is in better position? You guys are all down on Boston in your previous discussion. They were in this position last year, won a game six, came back, yeah. made it to a game seven, won a game six. Tinsley, who, who of Boston and Phoenix is... Uh, are you more optimistic about it? I'll ask it like that. I think you have to be more optimistic in Boston for the exact reason that you just named. You got to figure that, like, their their backs are against the wall right right now, and they feel it. They 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 can get a big game from Jason Tatum in Game Six, and if you get it back to Boston for Game Seven, anything is possible. And I just think, you know, Denver is the more complete team that Phoenix is faced. I I feel Denver is more complete than Philly is, so I give Boston the I, I give Boston the edge, but I honestly don't do not expect Emily them to win the series. Yeah, it's the muscle memory and the capability. You mentioned that Tatum had a big game in that game six. Let's just talk about how big. 46 yeah. points, 16 in the we fourth quarter. We haven't seen that He's done since this, before. this, this postseason yeah. started so. from him. Mm -hmm. Clint Yates? Exactly. Yeah, with the Chris Paul situation up in the air, I think you have to say Boston. Speaking of complete, they're just a more complete team, even if their ceiling isn't necessarily as high as some of the other teams that are still in the play. Clint Yates, 14. Woody Page, 21. Justin Tinsley, 18. Emily Kaplan, 20. Coming up. We'll dive into the Stanley Cup playoffs and what that means for three panelists facing Emily Kaplan. You're in a scary place. Let's go. Blew out all neutral the zone, no longer. Neutral zone. The neutral zone. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, 
board. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Stanley Cup playoffs in a second. We start with news of the afternoon from college basketball. Pete Thamel reporting West Virginia's review of Bob Huggins' use of a homophobic slur twice on radio this week is complete. There will be a three-game suspension a million-dollar salary reduction, taking a salary from $4.2 million to $3.2 million, and sensitivity training. Clinton Yates, how do you consider West Virginia's punishment? The word that comes to mind is lame. I understand that he is the heart of what West Virginia basketball is. He's a Hall of Famer, and he's probably got a lot of friends in and around that program. He was born in Morgantown as well that don't want to see his legacy ruined. But what are we talking about here? You can't be operating like this. This is not the 90s where the mean guy aesthetic is basically how everybody ran their program. And listen, those folks at 700 WLW are not without reprimand as well. I just feel like this makes it seem as if they didn't mind the fact that he actually said it. What they minded is that he got caught. Nasty work all around, friends. Woody Page? I'm absolutely selling this. I'm going to concentrate on the suspension. Three games? It should have been a year if he wasn't going to be fired or at least suspending for meaningful conference games. He's suspended for Monmouth, Jacksonville State, Missouri State. I could coach the team for those games. Justin Tinsley? This is a classic, classic lipstick on a pig situation, and it's the university trying to protect one of its most famous alum. Woody just mentioned the schedule. Yeah, he's quote unquote losing a million dollars, but I want to talk about this sensitivity training. Tony, if he's willing to say this on the radio in a very public fashion, what is he saying at home in private? Like, that's what I'm most upset about, and this is a spineless example of trying to protect somebody who doesn't need to be protected in terms of West Virginia University. Emily Kaplan. I cannot believe that he was a big med salary to begin with, with me for mediocrity. You know, I feel like he just kept his job because boosters were excited about his potential work in the transfer portal. Glad that money's going to the right place. My only hope is, given all of our skepticism, is that he does that sensitivity training outside of the university. Now the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's been lunacy on the ice. The goals teams are putting up. There have been 30 games where at least one team has scored five, 30 of 64, and road teams. Anybody know what road teams are this postseason? Yeah, 60%. No. 38 and 26. You're right, Woody. Just over 60%. 38 and 26. So last night, Stars 6, Kraken 3, Carolina 6, Devils 1. Jersey coach Lindley Ruff after the beatdown said, it's hard to explain. Emily, you're covering that series. Start explaining. Well, it is hard to explain because what was the first round defined by? Oh, yeah, a bunch of multi-goal exciting comebacks and no league being saved. As for the home ice advantage, there's one tactical advantage or a trick that coaches can use, and that's last change. But before last game, one other NHL coach told me there's only one coach in the league that really relies on it. It's uh, Rod Brindamore with his shutdown line of uh, Jordan Stahl, and they hadn't been great on the road. Well, they won on the road last <laughs> night, so that's yeah. The one thing I would say is that everyone's asking for, oh, let's get format and seed changes and let's get big reform. The league has no appetite for that they're just going to view this year as an well outlier. I mean you've had incredible excitement to go with this right you've had the overall one seed of all time get knocked out the defending champs get knocked out whether that's good or bad but are you viewing this 
let's say, uh, as an aberration? Yeah, I think so. And just like the fact that we have a president's winning trophy team that's out in the first round, all these blowouts in the second, it's hockey, it's random, it's complicated. Lynn Yates? Yeah, it's an aberration, and give me way more of it. If this is what's going to be NHL hockey at this point, I will take it. We don't just have fire wagon games in terms of hockey. We got fire wagon series moving back and forth. And I realized that the Kraken just lost, but the Squids, I love that team so much. They're a second-year team going this far. We got spoiled by the fact that the Golden Knights made the entire final a couple years ago in their first year. That is a fun story. Pay There's a lot of fun. They did lose last night. A lot of fun stories. Florida, of course, another one of those. Woody Page. That's why I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Even though the Avalanche lost to that Vegas team two years ago, they lost to the Kraken <laughs> this year. That's what makes parity fun for the National Hockey League, that road teams don't have to be afraid of going into the old stadiums like they had when the original six were playing. I like it. JT? I can't figure out the New Jersey Devils. Their own coach can't even figure them out. Yeah. <laughs> They've lost six times in the postseason. Emily, in those six losses, They've been outscored 32 to 7. They gave up four goals in a five-minute span last Oof. night. Oof. The, the players, the players openly admitted to quitting in game five. This series feels like it's over. And if you're the New Jersey, New, excuse me, New Jersey Devils, it can't come Emily, is this over for New Jersey? Okay, after everything we just said, you want me to predict an outcome of a game? Well, <laughs> it's really hard to beat Carolina at home. It's one of the loudest rings I've been to, but ain't over till it's over. Uh-huh. Okay. We'll 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 respond to there. We'll move on. Is tonight the end of the Golden State Dynasty? Let's go. It's a question I've asked before this postseason, but LeBron wasn't on the other end of it when Golden State came back against Sacramento. The Lakers somehow, possibly, amazingly, not getting enough credit for the 3-1 lead they have. Justin, around the horn to you, what's the one thing Golden State needs to do tonight? Or, if you're viewing it from the other way, the one thing the Lakers need to do to close it out. Tony, let's break it down. I've got two games from AD. We've got the one Lonnie Walker game, which means one is left. LeBron James in a closeout fashion in Golden State wow. with that history, with that team. Tonight is the LeBron James game, and it, w w it will validate the 2-1-1 theory forever. Yes, of course, Doctor, the 2-1-1 theory. So you've, <laughs> you've got L.A. beating Golden State tonight. Ending that dynasty, starting the next run for LeBron. A lot in play here. Let's go to Los Angeles, Clinton Yates. As much as I want to believe that LeBron is going to cement his legacy in Los Angeles by winning this game, I just can't bet against Stephen Ward, Wardell Stephen Curry. I can't do it. I can't do it. Not on his home court. I'm sorry. I think that they're going to win this game and stay alive, but I do think the Lakers are going to take this one in seven. You think, though, that the legacy still needs cementing for LeBron in Los Angeles? You want to see the people that I hear calling into these radio shows all day who can't stand LeBron because he's not a real Laker, this, that, and third? I love me some LeBron. I love that you're Laker sourcing, I love that you're sourcing your, your radio listeners, yeah. though. Wonderful <laughs> job there. That's the way to get some points. We love our radio listeners. Woody Page. I could go through my life without listening to L.A. Sports Station. <laughs> it's all about Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr has to stop experimenting this deep into the playoffs. He keeps changing the starting yeah. lineup, the rotation, the defenses. What in the world? Simplify what you're doing with the Warriors. You've won championships by not moving around all the pieces. He's doing it too And much. Emily Kaplan. 
Yeah, this is still the same Steve Kerr, though, that's 7-2 and two in his career in elimination games. What's been the one trend for the Warriors this season? Really good at home, not great on the road. I believe in them, but the one thing they need to do is slow down AD. He's shooting 60% from the field, three double-doubles and wins. He's been really, really good. That's Kaplan and Yates with Golden State tonight. Tinsley's got Los Angeles to close out. Woody, just make a pick. You're already advancing. Warriors. You got Golden State as well. All right. Paige Kaplan showdown next. Oh, Don't worry, Woody. It's a lot more hockey. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Here's the story. Dodgers are at Brewers. The hotel the Dodgers elected to stay at in Milwaukee is the Fister. The Fister is famously possibly haunted. So why is Mookie Betts staying at an Airbnb? Because he's scared of ghosts. He's scared to stay at the Haunted Fister. Woody, do you believe in haunted hotels? I've stayed at the Fister, and the only thing I was afraid of was the free buffet for breakfast. I don't think there's any problem <laughs> staying there. Why not have Jerry Adair as the ghost? Because when he played, he was an infielder named Casper the Friend of Ghosts. Jerry Adair, that, that goes back about four or five decades. Go ahead, Emily Kaplan. Of course, this is the take from the guy that regularly flies out of the Denver airport. Look, I've got multiple family members <laughs> who won't wear scarves or, or turtlenecks because they believe they were hung in a previous life. I clearly come from a family of witches, so I'm all for anything to protect your own peace. Uh, absolutely. Though, I mean, just because a hotel's haunted doesn't mean they're scary ghosts. They can be nice ghosts who just need someone to talk to. Point. Kaplan, we'll move on. Westminster, best in show. Take a look at the finalists, all right? Sounded like from the crowd, Winston, the French Bulldog, you've seen right there, was the crowd favorite. But the winner, or wiener, no, the winner, the petite basset Griffin Bendee named Buddy Holly. Ooh, looks just like Buddy Holly. Emily, who'd you have? 
I have no one. I hate this kind of dog show. Let me see them do actual dog things, like jump through hoops or run. This is just a beauty pageant based off the Emily, if I cared about let that, me I interrupt you. I want to stop you in the neutral zone and get to this. I was wrong. I'd pick Winston just like I was wrong with the Derby. But, oh, boy. <laughs> Can you imagine Buddy Holly? Uh, so you made a Buddy Holly. I appreciate the Buddy Holly reference. If the dog's called Buddy Holly, put a little pair of glasses on the dog when they win, right? There you go. Woody Page, take the 30 seconds of FaceTime. Even though we're not going to hear about the NFL schedule officially tomorrow night, there's been a lot of leakage about games. And I want to point out a couple of them, even though we've got seven games this year in Europe. but. Black Friday game that is on Amazon Prime. What if their server breaks it up? Because Amazon is one of the biggest uh, companies during Black Friday. But I got to wonder about the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're now going to play two games in London. Are they slowly moving each year to more and more games to the move to London? Yeah. Then you call them the Shagwars. We did that joke a few Ribbon years ago. Ribbon was wrong.